0: coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. He will
1: not keep a job. He doesn't know what he wants to do, doesn't want to work just any job.
0: So he's working no job? Correct. And he's got two little babies at home? Yes. And he's got a wife, that means you're having to keep the uh, lights on and the rent paid, right? Yeah. I don't mean to be rude, but this guy's pretty lame. What up, what up, what up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. So glad that you are joining us. We're making YouTube and podcast magic on the greatest mental health and marriage and relationship podcast ever recorded. So glad that you're with us. If you want to be on the show, here's my promise. I'll tell the truth. I'll tell you if I don't know, I'll tell you what I would do if I was in your situation. I would tell you the same things I would tell my brother, my sister, people that I love in my life. Um, And I'll promise to uh sit down with you and we'll figure out what to do next if you want to be on the show give me a buzz at 1-844-693-3291 you'll leave a message and we'll give you a call back or go to johndeloney.com slash ask and don't forget five-star reviews send these episodes to your friends and or people that you don't like Or friends who are struggling with uh, sleep disorders and they just are tired and they can't go to sleep be like, I got the podcast for you. Um, Send it to them and please hit that big old subscribe button. That's such a gift to everybody. All right. Let's go to Nina Pinta and Santa Maria in Springfield, Missouri. What's up? Hey, how are you? Thanks
1: for taking my call.
0: Of course. What's up?
1: So how do I stop enabling my husband So that he can step up without relying on me to pick up the slack. Tell me more. So we've been married for about two and a half years. Okay. Um, We now have two kids, uh, two little babies, and um, he has, um, he will not keep a job. He doesn't know what he wants to do, um, doesn't want to work just any job. Um,
0: So he's working no job? Correct. And he's got two little babies at home?
1: Yes.
0: And he's got a wife. That means you're having to keep the uh, lights on and the rent paid, right? Yes. yes. I don't mean to be rude, but this guy's pretty lame. A little bit. I totally understand. I don't know what job I want to do. I don't want to work the perfect job, whatever. But, dude, get a job at McDonald's. You got bills to pay. You got little kids. Um, Was this... W- is this the guy you married, or is there a bait and switch that happened here?
1: Um, I guess kind of explain that a little bit with the bait and switch.
0: Has he always been a you. guy that's got a scheme? And he's like, and then I'm gonna buy a duplexes, and then I'm gonna get rich. Has he always been that guy, Um, or was he a really hard worker? Then he had baby number one, and he just hit a wall, and then he quit, and then he kind of stumbled and fumbled around, and then he had baby two. And he's just kind of, he, it's kind of taken over him like a like an illness.
1: No, so we had kind of met in the middle of like COVID and the quarantine and all that. Um, we actually met and married within like three or four months, so it's kind of all catching like catching up to me now. Um, and <laughs> during that time, a <laughs> big whoopsie he, do on that
0: one. All right, so
1: yeah. Um. So during that time, he had worked with family um, odd jobs handyman kind of work. Um so nothing. Exactly. Yes. With with kind of the promise of yeah, I, I think I want to do military or I think I want to do this, I want to do that. Um this is what I'm going to do. Um he, he always comes up with, up with good plans um or at least sits down and try to come up with a good plan but is terrible at following through.
0: Ooh, can I ask a question? This is me I, I want to throw a dart up against a wall. And you'd be happy to say like, nope, missed that one. How, okay, either one of two things, got an alcohol problem or some sort of substance abuse problem or his mom's still involved.
1: His mom. Oh my gosh. Are you for real? Very, very serious,
0: yes. Do y'all live with them?
1: Um, so we did... For a lot of last year.
0: Do y'all still live in the same town? We do. So what role does mom play in your life?
1: She, I try to keep it as, you know, we still visit her. She babysits the kids once a week. Um, I try to kind of keep up boundaries.
0: What is he doing? What is your husband doing during the week?
1: During the week? Yeah. Um, He sits at home. Doing what? I have no idea.
0: Have you sat sat down and looked at him and said, what do you do during the day?
1: Uh, I have a few times and it's usually, I just sit on the phone, watch TV, take a nap.
0: And what is your response to this?
1: Uh, before I would try to encourage him to start a hobby, and um, maybe find get a like, job, you know, <laughs> and help with finding a career, I would I would encourage him to um, to study different. Just,
0: we are nowhere near a career at this point. Like so, here's the deal: you married a seventh grade boy. I did. You married a seventh grade boy whose mommy still helps him make sure his underwear is clean and his mommy is still directing traffic for him and his little girlfriend who happens to be his wife and the mother of his two kids and a professional. What do you do for a living?
1: Um, So I'm self-employed. I am, I am a hairstylist and I manage an office. Awesome. So,
0: Oh, so cool. Two jobs and mother of two. Um, And it's not as though he's, like a, like y'all have sat down and planned this out and he's a stay at home dad and he takes care of all of the laundry and all of the dishes and makes sure dinner's ready when you get home. None of that's happening. Is that right?
1: We I tried to. Earlier this year when we moved into um the home we're currently in, um, I sat down with him and I said, um, if this is if this is what you want, if you want to be a stay at home dad, I can make that work. But if if you're going to do that, then you know, his list of, you know, Cooking, cleaning, taking care of the babies. If, if we're going to switch roles, then we need to do it. I guess as equally as possible.
0: And then did he call his mommy and say, she's being mean again. She wants me to do dishes. And mom said, oh, hell no. No baby of mine <laughs> going to be doing dishes. That's woman's work. Is that what happened?
1: Well... It's not a, quite. She I, was kind of on board. She was on my side at the beginning of this year. Uh huh. Um, as As long as I've never disagreed with what she wants. Oh my gosh,
0: this is such a wreck. Okay, uh, I'm just going to stop you, Nina. I'm just going to stop you. Yep. All of the things you've tried have involved him. Getting him to do things. That's not working. The only move you have left is to take care of you. Okay. Um, I don't know that you're quote unquote enabling him as much as enabling him would be like you buy him alcohol. I mean, you're allowing him to live in your house, which I guess is some sort of enabling, but I don't view it as enabling so much as this is not the life you thought you'd be living two kids in fair. Mm Mm-hmm. This is madness. It's madness. And I know you probably feel sometimes like, am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. This is insane. Your husband is completely bumming out on you. And it's, as, as a husband and father of two myself, it's despicable and it's gross. And I would tell him so to his face if he was sitting right here. It's embarrassing. Okay? You don't deserve this. Your kids don't deserve this. And God's sake, he doesn't deserve this. He deserves a better life than the one he's waking up every day and choosing to live. Okay? Here's the, the hard part about that. You can't make him stop that life. All you can do is deal with you. And probably for the first time in a while, I want you to go get a hotel, to go spend half day Whatever you need to do, and y'all, I know you can't afford it. I know things are tight right now because you have a bum for a husband who won't get a job. Um, But I want you to uh, sit down with a piece of paper, with a notebook, go to Walmart, get it for 99 cents. And just write down, here's what I need. Here's the life that I want. I want someone who helps, who has a job, who helps with the kids, who is a partner in this whole thing. Not that is waiting to transition from one mother to another mother, which is what he's doing. He's got two moms, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I get home, I need this. When I get home, I will not do this. I need a husband who is working and helping, or I need a husband who is a full time stay at home dad who is plugged all the way in. I've got several friends who have stay at home husbands, they're amazing. They're busting their butts, man. It's wild how good they are at it. Um, But it is, they're all in. And top of that list, his mom does not get a vote. Any sort of input whatsoever, tell him you are not married to his mom. He needs to break up with his mother because if he still wanted to live in her house, he shouldn't have married you. He shouldn't have slept with you and had two kids. That ship has sailed, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't get a vote anymore. And you're trying to keep boundaries and keep her happy and make sure you don't cross her. Those days have to come to an end because those things are coming at the expense of your soul. Right? Yes. You're carrying too much, sister.
1: So what you're describing with the sitting down and telling them what I need, um, that actually happened. Uh, twice in the last two months. Okay. <laughs> um, the first time I actually, I sat down and I told him what I wanted. It actually is mostly through text because he doesn't like to have conversations in person.
0: Listen, um, that's got to stop. Electronic communication is the absolute worst way to communicate something this serious. Here's where you are. This marriage is not even on life support. This marriage is about to be pronounced dead. And then you get to choose how long you want to play married until he moves on to some other woman who's going to support him or make him feel loved. Because my wife don't make me feel loved no more in between waking up and having Bush Tallboys and Dr. Pepper for breakfast and playing Fortnite and then going back to bed, right? And so he's going to find somebody else or his mom is going to whatever, Or or you are going to find somebody else. You're going to find somebody at work that's actually kind and treats you with dignity and respect, and you're going to end up violating your own values. So this thing is on life support as it is. So it's not time to, like, dance around the edges anymore. It's time to go and turn all the lights on and say, um, you you had a, a, here's what I want, here's what I need. Did you add a or what statement to that?
1: I added an or leave statement. Did you? And I did and um he did leave. Uh one it was kind of contingent on a job and he woke up and decided he wasn't going so I said okay there's the there's the or leave you made that decision. Mm-hmm. So I piled his things by the door and he left. Okay. Um and then in less than twenty-four hours it was, no, I need you. Please let me come back home. I don't have anywhere to go. And I told him I was like, Nope, there's your mom's or um shelters or anywhere else. And he, he always manages to talk himself himself back in. Nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you he doesn't manage to talk himself back in. You allow it. True. You allow it. Is he even on the rent I mean is he even on the lease here? He is, yes. Yeah. Okay, so he's got a legal claim to his own house, right?
1: Yes.
0: And he's got a legal claim to his own children, right?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And so you're you're little 24 basically you're giving him like a a timeout. <laughs> And he's probably been getting little timeouts and slaps on his hand his whole life. And like the great Chuck Pollenhook says, your life is ending one minute at a time. And maybe no one's ever told you this, but you're worth more than your husband is treating you right now. And you're worth more than working two jobs, coming home, seeing his feet propped up and him looking at you going, hey, the kid's diaper needs to be changed. What's for dinner? Is that how you grew up? Did you see that growing up?
1: No, No, complete opposite. Okay. Um, We were raised to be uh, very independent Mm -hmm. and to work hard, and um, and I did see a a consistent family. My dad, uh, self-employed, very hard worker. My mom took care of. There's several of us kids, and they worked as a really great team. And I knew I wouldn't have that exactly because, you know, you're never going to have picture perfect of what you think,
0: but. You didn't expect this. Nowhere near. Yeah. So, um, I've said this on the show before and I stand by this. Um, I think we often, we often take the word infidelity and we, we, we too narrowly define it into, are you having sex with somebody other than me? I think infidelity, I think fidelity, I think commitment to is much broader than body parts and sex. Fidelity is I'm all in on this thing and you're all in on this thing. And so I would characterize what's happening as infidelity. He's taking advantage of you. And there's two kids in the mix, too. And they are watching. Oh, this is how dads are supposed to act. This is how marriage works. This is what mom looks like. And I'm not telling you for a second to divorce the guy. I can't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's for you. I'm not telling you to kick him out. I'm telling him. I'm telling you. You focusing on him, trying to get him to change his life is not working. It hasn't worked. It's not going to work. The only thing you can focus on moving forward is here's what I need and here's my or what statement. And you know what? I'm not, I, I'm, I'm taking the two kids and we're going to leave. Or if he, I mean, if he walks out the door, I don't think you can legally keep him out of his own home. But if he, if he chooses to leave, cool. And goes back to his mommy's house. But this whole thing, man, it's a mess. And it it starts and ends with you deciding I'm worth more than this. And I guess it also starts and ends with him deciding to, to stop dishonoring his wife and stop dishonoring his children and stop dishonoring himself and get up and be an active participant in this home. Because the kids are suffering, you're suffering, and he's suffering. And enough is enough is enough. I'm heartbroken for you. The three-month COVID romance isn't turning out to be what you thought it was going to be. Maybe it's time for one more, this is the way this will be. I'm going to pay to get out of this lease, and I'm out. I won't make that call for you, but you need to get some people in your life that you can sit down and work this through. Stick to your boundaries. You're worth them. We'll be right back. It seems like everybody's talking about how crazy the housing market is right now and how powerless homebuyers feel. Mix that with the stress of moving and life change and job change, and you've got a tornado of anxiety fueling one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make. This is not a good idea. So, if you're a new home buyer right now, my advice to you is to focus on what you can control, like the people you choose to help you in the home buying process. You need folks like my friends at Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is a Ramsey trusted provider that's been helping people with their home mortgages for decades. And their home buyer edge program will help you skip a bunch of the stress. Here's how it works: apply to become a Churchill certified home buyer and cap your interest rate for 90 days. Then you'll get a $5,000 seller guarantee to help your offer stand out. So go ahead, take a deep breath, because Churchill has your back. Check them out at churchillmortgage.com slash Deloney and get the Home Buyer Edge today. Whew, hey, that last call is going to take me a minute. It's got the oogs all over me. Ugh. During the break, I told that guy, I told, I told that last caller, I'm not going to tell you to leave him. (laughs) During the break, Kelly goes, I will. (laughs) Good job, Kelly. Guys, you got to get a job. I'm just working on my net. Get a freaking job. Find your career later. You got bills to pay. You got kids. Also, help around the house. I don't clean off the toilet seat. Shut up. Clean off the toilet seat. Help with the dishes. They're sitting right there. You used half of them. Clean the bottles up. Help out. Vacuum for God's sake. Take your, car, your wife's car every Sunday night and go fill it up with gas for her, so she has gas for Monday. Change, your, change the way you treat people you're such a simp. Shut up. You don't even know what that word means. Treat your partner with dignity and respect and kindness. Go first. This whole – I just hate seeing this data, the people not helping around the house. Be better. Raise the game, dude. Raise the game. All right. Let me shake that off like an old hound dog, and let's go out to Randy in Hanover. What's up, Randy? Hi, Dr. John. It's so,
2: such an honor to speak with
0: you. It's an honor to speak with you. Hope you're doing well. What's up?
2: Thank you. So um, I have another hot button topic, it sounds like. Push (laughs)
0: it. Push it. Let's do it.
2: (laughs) Thank you. So my main question (laughs) is. Push it real
0: good. All right, let's do it. Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm singing.
2: (laughs) It's all right. No, it's good to sing. I think so, too. (laughs) So um, the main question is if and if so, how there can be a healthy relationship between screens and connectivity and connection, especially when it comes to special needs families who often rely heavily on technology and screens to help address everything from chronic, chronic medical issues, communication of basic needs, and daily task completion. And I have quite a bit of you know um, <laughs> background for that as far as it relates to our family, if mm. I could kind of summarize that briefly. Of course. Um, so thank you. So I grew up as an older sister to a paralyzed sibling and she used screens as an escape to experience a world that was largely inaccessible to her. She still does. Yep. I swore up and down that my family would never have a relationship like that with technology, but you fast forward, um, few years down the road and after a very painful battle with infertility, I became a 23 year old new mom to a 23 week gestation, 14 ounce micro preemie. And she fought Yeah, she fought for her life in an out of state NICU with my husband at her side while he was in school, and I was working full time as a nurse, and I went to graduate school full time for my doctorate as a family nurse practitioner. And in that season, technology in the form of phone calls and videos and pictures from my husband were the only connection I had with my daughter. She had a seven percent chance of survival. Um, but fast forward another seven years down the road, and now I'm an independent clinician. I work in a rural community, and I'm also a mom to that seven same uh, to that same little girl. She's seven years old. Awesome. She's a warrior and a survivor. Um, She has severe nonverbal autism, she has an autoimmune disease, and she has seizures. And so now now technology and electronic communication, tech systems, videos, games, um, that's kind of been our only way to really connect with her and that we've found to break into her world and try to bridge her into ours gradually. Um, My husband and I really want more for our family than a life-tethered to cord these screens, but we're completely overwhelmed and a bit crushed by the situation. We're fighting really hard to try to build a real life and trying to set guiding routines and boundaries to encourage us all to be more present. But our daughter struggles deeply to connect without technology-driven tools, and often screaming and violent meltdowns are what results with us trying to disconnect from them, it leaves us exhausted and more isolated than we already were. So uh, we live in a really rural community, limited resources. We're doing lots of therapies. We have counselors, and um, she's in an amazing school system that's trying to help her. But actually, a lot of the tools that the school have are technology-based, sure, too. Yeah. So we're grateful for the process, the progress she's made. Um, she had no words until she was five she's just now starting to use um, very simple sentences wow. making better eye- yeah it's a miracle we're so grateful so cool. um, she's making better eye contact um, but she struggles with touch and sure. sensitivity and It's just a lot. So um, I actually know that from the work that I do working with families, I'm a family practice provider now, and I see a lot of children with autism. This is a really common problem, and um, I just would love to hear what your um, input would be.
0: Are you also asking me because I'm so outspoken about screens?
2: (laughs) Somewhat. So I am an avid listener, and I really truly deeply respect where you're coming from. I was raised without screens. My dad is passionate about that. Um, and I'm grateful for it. I've gotten experiences I never would have had. Otherwise I had to learn technology in order to go through school and grad school. It was kind of a lot for me because I was so disconnected from it. And I, I wanted more of that. I saw what my experience, my sister had growing up versus what I've had. And then families that have come in the past years and I wanted to be different, but you know, um, we're finding that things don't always go exactly how we <laughs> wanted. And um I've loved a lot of things that you've said, but I've struggled to try to find application for our you situation. So we just wanted to get your insight.
0: Um so first and foremost, thanks for thanks for doing such a great job articulating your story. And <laughs> um here's what it sounds like to me. Number one uh, and I'll get to the screen stuff. It sounds like there literally is nothing in the world you can't accomplish. And you're like the nursing David Goggins. It's like 200 miles rice done right in the middle of the night done. Um, there's nothing you can't put your mind to. And are you still married?
2: Yeah, very happily. I sounds, sounds like wouldn't do this
0: without him. Well, I was gonna say it sounds like you and your husband. It sounds like he's a gangster too. And together, you are this unstoppable force. And really in a in a – I wish there was a, like a more diplomatic way to say this, but y'all have the opportunity to impose your will on the world. Because you're both really smart. You're both really driven. You both had resources. You both had great parents. And you both have figured out a way to do just about whatever you want. And then you ran into this baby little girl that was – Possibly um, outside of your sister, your first tangible grasp of oh, I don't control hardly anything, and that's that's un- <laughs> un- it's unmooring, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it's, we've
2: tried. You know, we we're like, we'll just stay in grad school. We'll just we'll keep pushing. We'll <laughs> keep doing. And I mean, it, we did, and then we looked up and we're like, oh, but like there was it wasn't magic. Life is still actually really hard. It's the worst, yeah, it's and the we, worst. And yeah. here's what, here's what,
0: here's what, uh, it doesn't make it better. I don't want to say that or make it worse, but you have a lot of the answers. Yeah. And it's like, you're looking, you're still sure. looking through the glass. Like when you have a newborn and they're in that little incubator thing mm-hmm. and you can see your baby, but you can't touch them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how you feel right now. Cause you've got all the answers. So you know, the X's and O's you're a, you have your own family practice. You work with people struggling and they come to you for answers. And then you turn to face your own baby girl and you can't reach through that glass. And it feels powerless. Yeah. And it's scary, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And the people I love whose kids have autism, there are people who are close to me. I can't think of, I mean, yes, there's, I can think of a couple of things, but sometimes the only thing that, um, keeps me from just setting myself on fire because my kids have driven me crazy is <laughs> that moment when they curl up in my lap
1: mm-hmm.
0: is touch the ability to give touch and receive touch and for kids who have high touch sensitivities who um are neurodivergent it's like it's like you it's like you're out to sea, and every third breath you take is underwater because you're just bobbing out there, right?
1: Exactly how want, it is. I just want to
0: hug my yep. girl, and I can't because <laughs> hugging her is the worst thing for her. And weirdly, physiologically, it would probably be helpful overall to body inflammation mm-hmm. and to neural regulation and all the polyvagal mm-hmm. stuff. It would help, but it can't. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we just sit there and we drown together and it's, I'm, I'm heartbroken with you, but I want you to hear me say, I hear you. Okay.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I really appreciate that. Take all the crap I've said about screens and take it out in the backyard (laughs) and bury it with a big pile of horse cha-cha. Right. (laughs) Is that cool?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Technology is incredible. And I often say things to hit the pendulum, Because people are frozen in certain paradigms. Mm -hmm. I've got friends who play travel sports and their kids are amazing and they've chosen travel sports and they live it and they love it and they would want no other things. And it's the parent's job to put some brakes on that, but I fully support it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there's millions of other parents who use travel sports as a way to prop themselves up. Right. Right. Similar with screens. When I left – Ready for my dirty little secret, when I left the office this morning, my son managed to pull off straight A's this semester. How he did that? I don't know. I don't know because I know what his grades were in the last week before I don't know how it happened. But he did, and he also got up before God was awake this morning and did all of his 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 farm I call him his farm chores, his banjo chores. He was out there with the chickens and getting the dogs set up and getting all the water and it's freezing. When I left the house, he had done everything. He was playing his wow. old Wii, a video game, wow. America. My kid was playing a video game. <laughs> okay. And, um, he had earned that right. And it's, it, yeah. we're, we're paying close attention to it. He's not playing online games with strangers who are grooming him for things. And he's got an hour. He's got a time limit. But I want you to hear me say, um, you are doing what you can to breathe. And you mentioned it a couple of times. I want to call it out. You and your husband want these things to be different. And right now they're not. Mm-hmm. And right. so at some point, your path to wellness is not to continue to go to war with reality. It's to accept and own reality. Okay. This is for us right now.
2: That makes that makes a lot of sense.
0: And so, the, here's the magic. Here's how you do that. It's the awful G word. You have to grieve it. And every time you run up against something that says, "Hey, we wanted to, but we can't." <laughs> you hear how I said that? Like I, I really want to yeah. go on experiences and go out and put the stupid phones down and go outside, but we can't because we're on the razor's edge of another meltdown and I can't do another meltdown tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm um, for right. 13 seconds. I'm going to go God, this sucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My husband doesn't suck. I don't suck. My daughter doesn't suck. This just sucks. And then yeah. I'm going to exhale real deeply. I'm going to drop my shoulders and then I'm going to head back in and fire it up, dude. Let's get, <laughs> let's get connected. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. See what I'm saying,
0: And, and you- Go ahead. Yeah,
2: I, and that, I, that's super helpful because I, I don't want to hurt her with what we do, but I've seen it help in so many ways. You know, when we started, she didn't make eye contact and now she speaks it out and she asks us to, you know, she'll bring us into whatever game she's playing because that's just what speaks to her. And she she's starting to really grow beyond that. And I, I want to try to bridge it and find ways to connect with her. And she's even, you know, she has struggled with touch, but now... It started off in the middle of the night, she'd push up her hands underneath us because she sleeps in bed with us a lot Mm -hmm. because of the seizures. And so we would find like when she wasn't even conscious of it, she was seeking it. And then now she'll come and ask us to hold her sometimes and to hug her. And so I've seen it grow and it's just little when we can capture it. And so if there's ways to try to bring her back into you know, outside and world and not the screen. I want to do that. But I tried, I tried just cold turkey. I'm going to go and just give her screen time, but then try to have it otherwise. But it took away her voice. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how she talks to us. And so
0: don't take that from her.
2: That was really, yeah, that was so hard to realize that that's, you know, like you said, it's the reality. So I've been trying to do some grieving for that, but then Mm -hmm. also, Trying to build on what we do have because it's yes. going to be little tiny moments.
0: Be so <laughs> grateful that you live in this weird sliver of history where they got this, all this stuff. They could just be in your house, right? Right. This stuff that was more powerful than what they put people on the moon with—the computers they used—and uh-huh. now we have them all over our house, everywhere. Right. right, so it's a it's a right. moment to celebrate. It's a season to celebrate, and you're seeing the fruits. Here's what like it, when it comes to screens. Here's what I'm I'm I am super against. I'm against digital babysitters. Mm-hmm. I'm against parents opting out of their children's lives or their romance, their partner's lives. Now we got grown ups playing video games all the time who do it as a way to occupy their kids so that they don't have to interact with their kids so they can do more, quote-unquote, important things. That is not what you are doing. In fact, screens are a connection tool. And I have looked at some of the research, and I've got to be humble to it because I'm not above scientific literature. I'm just not. And parents who play video games with their kids together, um, man, there's some pretty neat connections that happen there. That's awesome. I have to own that. I wish it wasn't the case. I wish it only was dads out playing soccer with their kid. It's not real, okay? The deal yeah. is connection. The deal is connection. The deal is connection. And this, these these are proving to be, these technological advancements are proving to be an avenue of connection for you and your kid. Take them, take them, take them, okay?
2: Thank you so much for that. That that means a lot.
0: Be at peace, be at peace. And every <laughs> once in a while, try cold turkey. Try to say, hey, let's go outside. <laughs> and we do we you do can, i know you will I, I know you will but you'll feel it gunning up and you'll be like nope turn it around going back in so, and, and we're gonna give it a shot right or maybe we move right. um we get one of those cheap tv roku things and we put it on the front porch and we that way yeah. we're watching tv outside maybe that's a way we can slowly integrate it in we do
2: we have a we have a projection screen on our porch we
3: do actually do that you're way ahead of the game see out.
0: listen can i tell you Your baby girl won the freaking lottery getting you as mom. Oh,
1: thank you. That means a lot.
0: Can I also say one more thing that you didn't, that you can just say, hey, you edit that out, you piece of crap. Can I say one more thing?
1: (laughs) Yes, please.
0: She's not your fault. Um,
1: Thank you. She's not. That means a lot. That means a lot.
0: I want you to set that down. You didn't do this to her.
1: Thank you. I didn't okay. need to hear that. I don't know how you knew, but I, I did need that.
0: You'll need to hear that I over that and over and over and over. You did not do this to her. The cosmos selected you. you. And <laughs> you and your husband are doing an incredible job of loving this little girl.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> you, that really means a lot. you understand when my little girl comes in and pinches me, Or just – she just whaps me for some reason. I don't understand it. Like her love language is bam. I will remember this conversation that I had with you because um, I can't imagine what you'd give up to have your daughter come in and just grab you. Right? I take it for granted. And you get the – I can't imagine – if my kids started shoving their hands (laughs) under my back while I was sleeping – I would want to <laughs> chop them off. And for you, it is this. It was, it was a it was a it was a moment directly from God Himself, right? It was a yeah, moment of connection and peace. And so you are yep. living a life, you're you're getting to see life below life, right? And that's a gift. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this is not your fault. It is. It's not by your Thank hand, you. but it's in your lap, and you're doing a really amazing mm-hmm. job. Okay.
2: Thank you so much. I, I truly
0: appreciate
2: it. I, I could I was trying to guess what you would say, and this is not what it was. so <laughs> I'm actually, thank you. the insight is amazing. Truly, I appreciate it, and it helps
0: a lot. You're awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Um now, your husband's gonna take this. He's gonna go wanna buy all the grand Theft autos. Not what I'm saying. but I don't know. I don't even mind for him. Fair enough. y'all are putting the time y'all are putting the time in. Right now, I'm in no place to tell y'all what to do, anything. Y'all get through your days the best you can. And please do this. Make sure you check in with each other, you and your husband. Make sure you all stay connected through this whole journey. Stay together. God, y'all are amazing. I'm honored to have gotten to spend some time with you. We'll be right back. All right, let's take one more. Let's go to Angela in Colorado Springs. What's up, Angela?
3: Hi John, how are you?
0: Good. How are you?
3: I am well today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's an excellent uh qualifier. Today? Yeah. I'm all right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my wins.
0: There you go. Talking to so help. What's up?
3: Oh, uh, okay. So, we are about two and a half months into um a few transitions and traumas. My husband just recently Returned from his fourth deployment. And we have three children, 16, 12, and three. And just shortly after he returned from his deployment, my oldest daughter, her one of her closest friends, and one of our neighbors, a um, 16 year old boy, committed suicide. Oh, man. And so we are, like I said, today is a good day. Mm-hmm. But we go through cycles and transitions. And I, just want to be sure that we're bonding as a family and that my kids have what they need and my marriage has what it needs and that I'm taking care of myself as well throughout all of these transitions and traumas right now. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Um, how has reentry been for you and your husband?
3: It was great the first couple of weeks. And then that's fantasy land.
0: Yeah, yes. Um, the first few weeks of return are always uncomfortable and awesome because you can just make out it's all better. And yeah. then all of a sudden after that, I'm right, right? And then after that, it's yeah. like, oh, gosh, we live together now.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. And I struggle with transitions anyways. Okay. And so it's now we're coming back around, but there are moments where it's it's a struggle. Yeah.
0: And You're being super, super vague. What does that mean?
1: Um, A struggle like he's
0: struggling with PTSD. He's not sleeping. Um, He just keeps shaving and leaving little hairs all over the sink, and you're about to stab him with his own toothbrush. Like, what do you, like, he had an affair while he was over there. You had an affair. Like, what are, give me a a range of what we're dealing with.
3: I think it's mostly me. He, there's no PTSD. He does really well with his self care and taking care of his mental health. There was nothing traumatic that he experienced all over there. It really was just the fact of us being away from each other, creating our own routines, gotcha. um, being in in that transition after they leave. Then I'm in my own thing. I'm in my own space. I'm taking care of the kids the way that I do it. And then they come back, and there was some time that he was home um, on leave, and it was good. And then now he's going back to work a couple weeks ago. So now it's a whole new set of Um circumstances and routines and it's it just seems like there's no consistency in schedule right now especially in the midst of the holidays as well absolutely
0: so when things feel this chaotic the most important thing you can give yourself there's two important things number one your body is desperately seeking for homeostasis for stability okay that's not going to exist for a season. It's very similar to, like, it's winter. It's going to be cold this week. My body will be searching for warmth. It will not find it outside with me standing there in my underwear. It just won't. I'm going to have to either go inside where there's a heater on, or I'm going to have to change my – I'm going to have to put on a lot of clothes, a lot of layers and jackets. But I'm going to have to do something different because it's just simply not going to be warm outside. I got to own that. That's reality. So – Instead of your body every day being frustrated and beating your head up against the wall and starting to get angry, starting to get resentful that, well, now the schedule is goofy again and I was going back to work and now there's this and now we got to get on the in a car and drive to – instead of beating yourself up that way, this leads me to number two. You can grasp for what you can control, which is maybe day by day, maybe week by week. And if you use the magic sentence, what does your picture of today look like? What does your picture of this week look like? And y'all commit to doing that every day. Tell your husband, I need this right now because I'm still toggling. You weren't here and then you were back and then you left again and now you're back. And by the way, um, then now you're going back to work. Now we're going to be on the road. A gift to me is how do you imagine? How do you see today going? And I'll pitch in on what I've seen and we're going to be very clear together. And so we're going to slowly mm-hmm. practice bringing stability back into our lives. It's not just going to magically be here. And by the way, as soon as you get it, it's, it's going to take about 18 months to be like, all right, now we're here. And then your 16-year-old is going to go to college, and the whole thing starts over again. Right? Yeah. This is the rest of our lives, as frustrating as that sounds. And so most people spend most of their time at war with change. I have chosen to love it. Now, I have to lie to myself sometimes because I don't always love it, but cool, doing something different today. What's it going to be? And it's just, it's a skill. It's something you practice over and over again, but it starts minute by minute, day by day. Would your husband sit down with you for 10 minutes in the morning just to say, hey, what's your picture of today look like? Yes, he
3: is good at those types of
0: things. Okay. I would maybe for the first time in a long time, because you've been survival, you've been a single mom. Um, I would start to write down on a piece of paper, here's what I need in this new season. And it's still strange to me when we write, my wife and I do this exercise in this new season, here's what I need. And it's like, I just need you here. I think I've talked about on the show. Sometimes my wife will say for the next few months, I just need chit chat. I don't really know what that means, but I sit at the counter and we just talk about whatever. And for her, that makes her whole Parasympathetic nervous system kick in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? Like being able to say, here's what I need right now. I just need you to sit by me and hold my hand. I need you just to watch a show with me. I need you to can we just tell funny jokes? Will you just read from an old book for me? I don't know what you need, but let's have that conversation. As it relates to your daughter, um, a couple of things you can do. Number one, I would have her um write him a letter. Okay. Um, but how much she misses him, how much she's, how how mad she is at him, um, what he's going to miss this upcoming year, but encourage her to write that letter. Um, and maybe there'll be a second or third letter over time, but this is one of those formative moments. She'll remember this moment for the rest of her life. She's not going to remember the things you said, unless you say something really stupid, um, which no pressure, right? Um, the, but she will remember that mom showed up and mom was warm. And mom kept showing up and mom kept showing up and mom kept showing up. Mom believed me. Mom listened to me. Mom held my hand. Mom took me for ice cream. Mom listened when when I read that letter. And here's another um, important thing you could do. You can write a letter to him and you can read it to your daughter and let her know this freaked you out and this broke your heart. And that way she doesn't feel so crazy anymore because right now she feels isolated alone. If she knows mom's hurting too, then she feels connected to somebody. How's that sound?
1: It sounds good. Why are you crying? And a little, and it
2: just, it, the mama bear comes out, you know,
3: I don't know what she's experiencing. I can't get in her head.
0: That's that's why writing down is so important because it takes what's inside and puts it outside.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And some kids really need to talk and verbally process this. I remember when my friend Greg died when I was 14. I sat in my room and I held my dog and I wept hard all by myself. I remember that. I remember when a boy a little bit older than me died by suicide and I went in my room and I just wept alone, all by myself. That's what I needed. Mm -hmm. And then there was another season when there was a tragic bus wreck when a bunch of young people were hurt or killed. And I had to go, I got on a plane and flew home because I just needed to see my dad. I need to see my mom. So it's been different moments and different seasons of my life, different tragedies, different things going on. Uh, My brain couldn't compute a bus full of kids getting a wreck. It couldn't compute it. It overloaded. And I needed to go sit down and see somebody. Uh, see some, like talk to my, talk to somebody who was safe. And so it's just going to depend. Let your daughter guide that. But it's the, let's just keep showing up. Let's start going to breakfast together once a week. I got to go get gas. Will you come with me? No, you're coming with me. You have to come. <laughs> you can choose either Sonic or Dairy Queen, but you got to come. Okay. And by the way, if you choose Dairy Queen, we're all going to have indigestion.
1: <laughs> this is very true.
0: But you see, you see what I'm saying? Like I'm going mm-hmm. to show up. It's less about having all the right things to say, and more about I just kept showing up, and I just kept showing up, and I just kept showing up. And I'm going to encourage her to write, to talk, to sing, if that's what she does, to play guitar. She does. If that's sing.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Music is her life.
3: Yeah.
0: Maybe ask her to write him a song. Okay. And then play it for you. Okay. Creativity helps a lot. But it's that mama bear, don't steal grief from her. Don't steal her uncomfortable feelings from her. She has to be uncomfortable. A friend of hers died. She's going to ask that question, what could I have done? What should I have done? And that's when some wise counsel can be, he wasn't okay. And there was things going on in his heart and in his mind and his home that you will never know about. It's heartbreaking. (sighs) Can I read you the letter I wrote to him? And that's how we're going to slowly get into that conversation. So one other thing before I let you go. It's really easy when we have a ton of stuff going on for it all to blur together on us. We got holidays and we got husband coming back home. And now we've got this suicide in our neighborhood. And plus I've got this Christmas party for my my little one. It feels like it's all coming down and it's not. There's three or four really heavy things right now. So let's be really intentional about pulling those apart because sometimes we can really be having a tough month financially and we had a fight and there's a Christmas party and it just feels like the world's cl- collapsing in on us. And it's not. We have three hard situations. I'm going to start driving for Uber, um, effective immediately. You and I, let's sit down on Saturday and let's go to breakfast together and let's talk through this because you're my one and only. Let's figure this thing out. And... Let's play paper, rock, scissors, fruit has got to go to this Christmas party, right? We're, let's pull these things apart, control what we can control and not let the smoke of what it feels like. Everything's on fire. It's not. There's just three small fires burning or three big fires burning, but they're all different fires. It takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of courage to wade into those individual fires. And for most of us, we can't see it when the smoke's so clear, it's so thick. And that's when we have to get friends and other people in our lives who walk with us and go, whoa, 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 whoa. There's just three fires burning. There's just four fires burning. Let's attack each one of these things and get them knocked out. The smoke will clear on its own. Your husband's lucky to have you, Angela. So those, those little ones. And I'm sorry about your loss. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? Deloney here. Listen, you and me and everybody else on the planet has felt anxious or burned out or chronically stressed at some point. In my new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, you'll learn the six daily choices that you can make to get rid of your anxious feelings and be able to better respond to whatever life throws at you so you can build a more peaceful, non-anxious life. Get your copy today at johndeloney.com. Uh, as we wrap up today's show, this song is for the caller who got her husband, It Sucks our Us. Songs by the great TLC. It's called No Scrubs, and it goes like this. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's fly and is also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. So no, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you mine. No, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, I don't want none of your time. And oh man, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me hanging out on the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. America, stop being scrubs! Actually, almost all of you aren't. Y'all are awesome. But there's a few of you, and I'm watching you. We'll see you soon.